Hey everyone, thanks for watching and listening to the ComingToAmericaBaseball.com podcast. Your host, Phil Riccobono here. It's been a while. I first met our guest today, Jessica Neitz, at the Southeast Asian Games in the Philippines last year. And I was pleasantly surprised to see a woman coaching the men's national baseball team for Cambodia. Well, the story doesn't stop there. Jessica is also owner and operator of Esther's House in Cambodia, which helps those women and girls who have been trafficked be rehabilitated. It's an amazing story, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. If baseball wasn't here in Cambodia, then we were like, let's start baseball here in Cambodia. Uh, Are you at any danger from the traffickers, your organization, or any of people who do what you do? Uh, we have to be careful that the traffickers don't come looking for the girls. After. We take in children as young as three, and yes, we've had three. Oh, my God. Three. Oh, those will rip your heart out. They rip your heart out. So I want to start off by saying, um, you know, baseball is definitely important in our lives, but I think you and your husband and your whole family are doing something that's extraordinary. And um, Jessica, could you tell us about your, um, your project Esther House and, and all about that and, and, and about yourself as well? Maybe start off a little bit about yourself. For those of you who don't know, uh, Jessica Neitz is the assistant coach of uh, the Cambodian men's national baseball team and also has uh, Esther House, uh, which is in Cambodia. And I'll let you explain that because you are the founder and uh, organizer, operator, all of, all of the above. Uh, yeah, we, my family and I moved here about, we're, uh, we moved into September of 2012. So we're just hitting our eight year uh, mark. Um, I have two boys, Cole, who's 13, and my son, my other son, uh, Liam, who's seven. Uh, yeah, so we've been here eight years. Uh, we do some work in Vietnam as well, um, but uh, we have the, our home, Esther's House. It has about uh, 20, 24 girls now. Um, um, all have been brought in from some pretty um, horrible situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they, when they come to us, uh, they are obviously they're given immediate medical attention um, and then psychiatric attention as well. And so we kind of bring them through that, the physical and mental uh, healing. Wow. Uh, Do you have staff on hand at at Esther's house? Yeah. 10 staff. Okay. Um, We are a level one home. And so what that means is, um, a level one home will actually receive the child immediately after a um, the incident. Where mm-hmm. as the lower you get, the um, you'll get them after you know a couple months. But we're since we're a level one, so we get them immediately after their situation. So they have to go into medical. Um, a lot of them have been severely abused, um, and so that we they we have a great doctor here who uh, has a to my staff that works with the girls and so um and they're very loving and kind and so um yeah and 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 then our staff at the house is trained um you know to receive these girls and um so it they've been doing this now for eight years a lot we've only had a couple staff turnaround but for the most part the original staff is still there which has been great um 
Um, and so, yeah, so we have that house. Um, after they go through the medical and that, then we walk through court with them. Um, and, uh, and that can be in Cambodia, that can be very difficult. Um, mm. they're, um, the, the way that it's paid is that you pay the judge and you pay the police and you pay all this, which kind of sounds like bribing, but it's not, you're, you need their services. And so therefore you pay. Um, but unfortunately, because of the way that system works, then the other party can pay a little bit more and then it becomes a bribe and, and turns oh, wow. So it is a, it's an uphill battle. They have gotten a lot better. They have changed their laws to allow police officers not to accept um, bribes and stuff like that. So uh, I don't want to get into that part of it. Sure. But, but yeah, so we walked through them with their, um, uh, their, uh, their court. By that time, the girls have probably been in the house for a month. Um, and um, when they're released by the counselor, then we put them in school. And for, the, and for a lot of them, it's the first time they've ever gone to school. And so, because they come from countryside, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times they're working for their families or having to earn an income. And so we get them into school and, um, and start that process. With them. How did you and your husband, I mean, was this a calling? I mean, how, I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> and, and we're going to, I'm going to put a link in here for anybody who I'm sure you, you do accept donations, correct? Yeah. Who, who can, uh, would like to donate to this? We worked in San Francisco with the ministry there for 10 years. That's how we met. And um, we, and we worked with the homeless and the drug addicts and um, prostitutes and, and people working on the streets of San Francisco. And um, we just, we were doing that, but we knew we wanted to do something overseas with kids but we didn't know exactly what, what that was or what it looked like. And so we just, you know, we prayed and said, okay, God, like open up doors and, you know, we're just going to kind of, we're going to do what we're doing, but if something opens up, then we'll, we'll walk through it. And at that point, um, these trips to other parts of the country or, you know, other parts of the world started opening up. So we went to Brazil and uh, while we were there, we, you know, learned that a lot of kids were dying from uh, bad water. And so we started a, a, a water distribution. We have these filters that we pass out to communities and they can uh, filter really, really bad water uh, for a lifetime. And so we started doing that. And then my husband had a trip to Africa and um, the what we learned from the trip to Africa is that we, we didn't feel, uh, we, obviously we love kids, but we didn't feel um, a call to Africa um, like I think a lot of people do. And so you're just kind of, okay, well, God, what, you know, what's going to happen. And, and then at that time, uh, but the lady we met in Africa said, you'll know where you're supposed to be because when you see the children's faces, you won't be able to forget them. Mm. And that's what happened when we went to Vietnam and Cambodia is got off the plane and immediately just fell in love with the country and the kids. And, um, and that's when we learned about the horrific, um, stuff that was happening to kids. And I know it's been, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have made videos, CNN has come in and done some um, stories on it, but uh, the biggest problem is that a lot of people were coming in and rescuing these girls, but then once you rescue the girls, you have to have a place for them to go, and there wasn't a lot of uh, options for um, rehabilitation. There's, an, uh, you know, and so we just kind of wanted to fill that hole, and it just, we met a, a, 
a man here that has been working with the FBI and, and the police and um, he'd been doing it for 10 years. And the one thing you, you need in this country is somebody that you can depend on um, that is honorable, trustworthy, you know. Uh, and so we met him on our first trip here and, um, and that's, it's been going on 10 years where we've worked with this man and, um, and he's just incredible. And so we come alongside him and we're, it's a partnership. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, yeah, so. So you did it for the long haul, you think? Long haul. I always tell people we don't have an exit plan. <laughs> okay. So, so indefinitely, know, indefinitely. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. have. Same here living in, in Japan, you know, yeah. you ever going to come back? Oh, I don't know, maybe, you know, <laughs> right now it doesn't look, you know, kids start, you get kids in school and you build a life there, you know, before you know it, you, you go back to the, when I go back to the States, I kind of feel like, a, I do feel like a stranger. It doesn't feel like home anymore. No, it doesn't. And for us, we house hop. And so there's not really a place that we call home. Um, so it's, it's, it's going around and speaking a lot to uh, organizations and churches and seeing friends, but yeah, it's not. It's not the same, but that's, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day because with the COVID and, you know, people who are concerned that we're not home, home, I, uh, air quote home. Right. Uh, I was like, I go, well, I think you've forgotten that we've been here for eight years and Cambodia is home. So, uh, you know, the kids, yeah, the kids have their friends, they have their school, we have our community. And, um, and so, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> home is not home is home is here so yeah it uh it's funny how things work out like that i never thought imagined you know when i was uh growing up that i would not call america home really <laughs> but it happens i think it's okay i'm i'm at peace with it um well so i know some whole high profile people have come to cambodia and advocated for this you know the uh, those who have been trafficked, like Angelina Jolie, and there was one other woman. I remember seeing a documentary who was like yelling out at the traffickers. You remember? I can't remember, but anyhow. Yeah. Have you, um, you know, worked with any of the any high-profile people on this? Uh, I think my profile people don't quite fit in the the world's high-profile people, but there's an organization here that's been working um, for. Uh, Probably, I mean, there's been people here that have been here longer than 20 years. And mm -hmm. to me, those are the high-profile people. They were here before human trafficking became, you know, the... Unfortunately, it's considered the moneymaker because a lot of donations go into human trafficking right now. And so um, it uh, there's something glamorous about, like, giving your money towards rescuing um, girls and... Um, I'm trying to say that it's a it's a positive thing, and so I'm not trying to make it sound like it's a negative thing. But um, but if you there is a uh, a spotlight on human trafficking right now, and so um, but when I look at you know the, the my heroes, they're you know Don and Bridget Brewster who work with um, AIM, um, who has been an organization here. They actually have come alongside the Cambodian police and. Um, and they strategically um, do raids and um, oh. and not only raids but then they prosecute the um, the people so uh, are you at any danger from the traffickers your organization or any people who do what you do have you yeah, I mean, 
mean, there's definitely, uh, I mean, you can hear stories of the people that were, that go directly into um, the bars and the, and the brothels and um, even private sectors um, who have death threats, who have been, um, they've had to move because their location was found. A lot of them, I actually have to be careful how I talk about it because, uh, you know, they have a, they have their strategic plan on how they do it. but yeah, I mean, there is a danger. As far as me and my family, we um, we decided not to get into the rescue part of it. And okay. The restoration part. So right. Safer. <laughs> it is, it's, it's yeah. A little bit safer. Uh, we have to be careful that the traffickers don't come looking for the girls afterwards. And so we're in a location. Okay. 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 Wow. Occasionally we can have a guard on the outside of our house if we have a high profile case you know we have we've had a, um, a few americans that have been prosecuted um wow so um but the biggest i think threat that we have had is just uh we had a, a family of the the um of the man come to our, our house and uh just say hey we'll pay you a lot of money if he goes to jail we lose our income and they didn't condone what he did, um, but they needed him still in their life because he was their primary income. And so they, uh, you know, obviously we refused their bribe, but um, uh, unfortunately right. it was received by the government and the case was dropped. And so that's the kind of stuff that we um, have to deal with. And um, so, but yeah, there is, there is a danger to it. There's a danger here in Cambodia uh, because, uh, you know, you have to watch out for your kids and make sure they're with you. And so, yeah. It, it sounds like, you know, a lot of these girls probably come from impoverished backgrounds and they're in survival mode and they're the family may depend on them uh, to, I, I don't know, you know, if parents, their parents know about it, you would know that better than me, but have there been cases where the girls, you know, went back into that because, uh, again, they're in, them and their families are in survival survival mode. Yeah, I mean, it's a very common thing throughout the, um, the throughout the organizations that do what we do. Uh, you know, girls running away is a is a big because um, uh, they're not in jail. You know, and mm-hmm. we're but if they don't want it and they want to run away, you know, we'll do what we can to try to find them. But um, but yeah, the, you know, trying to the the amount of income that they receive for doing this. Um, some of, uh, it's, it's substantial and here in Cambodia, you know, some it's, there is people with money and then with, with without money, <laughs> there's not yeah. really a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So tell teaching a, a girl who can, you know, how to sew or, you know, a new trade, you know, doesn't even compare. And so you have to teach them, you know the other part of it like you know why is this not good for you why you know how is this dangerous for you um but when they're making money for their families that's a hard that's hard so yeah Um, most most of them they've been abused pretty bad so yeah um, most is actually minors we we take in children as young as three and yes we've had oh my god three those will rip your heart out they rip your heart out. They, um, you ha- yeah, you have to, you have to remain, um, 
yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. So we've had as young as three um, and we can take up to 18 years old. If they're still in school um, and are going uh, regularly, then we can, they can stay in our house and continue with their education. Um, but we're a minor's house. So we actually take in girls um, that most likely were not doing this on their own. You know, they were forced into it. There are a lot of there are a few organizations that take in um, uh, eighteen and over, um, and they and they provide transitional housing. So it's trying to teach them how to live on their own, have a job, you know, go to school, um, and then and, and that one has a higher risk of return because um, because of the money. So, but but yeah, we work primarily with um, with children. Can, can you talk about like some of the more successful uh, uh, girls that come out of your house and what, you know, what they've done with their lives? Yeah. Um, well, right now, cause the, as far as we're, we're about to see our first girl get into university. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. That age of it because uh, we like I said we take younger age um, and our goal is to only keep them into the house within a year okay uh, so because as long as the family wasn't involved, then they can return um, then our goal is to get them back into their house um, and most of the families don't what what happened to their child is horrific and um, they just, they don't have the means to provide the medical or to prosecute or to do that. So we take on that burden for them. Um, but then we also counsel the family in, because if you counsel the child, but then put them right back into the place, you know, without t counseling the, the parents, um, then you're just putting them back into a toxic situation and, you know, it can happen again. Yeah. And so try to uh, counsel the whole family and restore the whole family before we give the child back. Um, there are, we actually have a girl that's been in our house since we opened um, and her family is involved and they refuse to um, give up the person who had done it. And so, and we are not allowed by law to give that child back to the house because um, obviously the person, you know, the mm -hmm. person still out and the family won't give up his whereabouts. So, um, and in that situation, uh, I mean, I knew her, she's the same age as my son. And so I've known her since she was, uh, five or six years old. Um, and she is top of her class, just thriving in school. Um, just a beautiful young lady. Um, uh, well, uh, we get a lot of malnourished children into the home, and so she's just she's just thriving. Um, we've had a couple of the older ones; they go back home, um, and uh, uh, the way we are able to keep track of them is um, we help them start small family businesses, and so we'll we'll uh, pay the cost of that, and then we'll you know it's a we consider it a loan with a five dollar a month payback okay well it costs us way more than five dollars yeah yeah it's a donation yeah <laughs> but it we collect the money and then that gives us an opportunity to check up on the girls and right 
and to keep, you know, to make sure that they're staying in school or they're, you know, doing well. Um, and so by, I mean, we call it a loan, but it's not, not so much. Um, but yeah, most of our girls right now are still, they're just, they're in high school. Um, and if they leave our home, most, most of the time, if they leave our home, they will not continue school back in their um, countryside. So um, that's when we send them home, we, we strongly encourage the parents to keep them in school and, and why and the benefits of it. So, but I mean, um, women here in Cambodia, uh, their role as a wife is to cook and take care of the babies and clean and, um, and so, uh, which is fine, but we want, you know, we want to make sure that they're taken care of too. So. Wow. So, all right. That was a pretty heavy subject, <laughs> but I mean, very interesting. And, and I, I applaud what you and your husband do. I mean, I, I mean, uh, man, I, I need to do, start doing some volunteering or something. <laughs> this is, but uh, anyhow, that's um, very, and we're going to put, a, I'll put a link in here so where people can, uh, contact you and donate hopefully